Oh yes, I am here, I am back, first of all, late happy new year, I also want to say, I should have been doing more of these before the year went out, but here we are, and unfortunately, this is the way I didn't want to start my year, but here I am, welcome ladies and gentlemen. Another edition of the Alamonte Show Report. I am your host, Alamonte Morris. Uh, let's go ahead and turn that down. Uh, we're here. We are here. So, first of all, as that interlude was going on, and I mentioned um, an apology. That each and every one of you who've been listening to the show, uh, I want to say it again. I apologize for not producing as much content coming to the end of last year. But I will tell you this. This year, I promise to put out a lot more content, to put out a lot more shows for the Alamonte Show Report. Um, Now, don't think... I was just being lazy putting out this content. I want to put that out there first and foremost. Um, Working on a network. (laughs) The wet network, to be exact, where the Alamonte Show report will be soon. Um, But for now, Substack will still be the home of the Alamonte Show report. So shout to Substack. Now, on to bigger and better things. <sighs> Another disappointing year for my Cowboys. And everybody, every groupie is having their greatest day ever when it comes to making fun and rubbed it in to Cowboys Nation every time when we have these uh, type of meltdowns, these type of losses. So I'm here to set the record straight. And it's not to y'all groupies. Because I'm so sick and tired of us have to prove something to y'all and y'all don't wear cowboy colors, y'all definitely not Cowboys fans, Um, y'all hate us, y'all make every excuse to say why we suck and why we will never amount to anything, you never worry about your own team, you always worry about us and pick out our flaws, And and it's crazy to me, it'd be the fans that, well, groupies from garbage ass teams, so I must say this, If you're a Texans fan, shut up. Y'all shouldn't be saying nothing. You shouldn't even be making fun of no damn body. One. Number two, Panthers fans. Y'all definitely should not be making no fun on your team. Now, I'm not trying to pinpoint somebody. My boy, Branch, wait, wait. Let me know. But y'all definitely shouldn't be making fun of nobody. Pittsburgh Steelers fans. You want to talk about mediocrity? Y'all have been the biggest mediocre Ever since winning y'all last Super Bowl. 
Six rings, six rings. Y'all definitely shouldn't be saying anything. Y'all gonna go back to being the garbage team like y'all was before Ben Roethlisberger. I said what I said. But franchises like that, teams like that, will try to make fun of us. Oh, y'all never made it to the Super Bowl in 27, 28 years and don't realize that there's other teams out there that haven't been there longer than us. So this show is not for y'all. I'm not here to appease you or sit there and admit that everything that y'all been saying was correct. If you haven't went through what us Cowboys fans have been going through for all these years, for some of us for decades, you will never know. And why should we care what y'all think? A lot of y'all don't even use y'all logic and history and stats. So this show is not for y'all. This is for Cowboy Nation. Because we have an issue. We have a problem within our nation. A big problem. And I've been seeing it for the past couple years. We have a problem when it comes to losses like this, when it comes to issues from this organization and hearing the different responses. Now, a lot of people are going to use the excuse of, oh, you know, it's just my opinion, Morris. It's just my opinion. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. That's great. You have an opinion. Don't everybody. But here's the thing. When you sit there and say your opinion, you have put yourself out there. Like I always say on all my shows, and I'm not going to stop saying it. When you put yourself out there on Jump Street, you deserve as much of the rocks as well as the roses being thrown at you. And a lot of y'all find that hard to understand. And a lot of y'all like to use the free speech Matra. It's free speech. Who cares? It only pertains to the government, number one. Number two, if you don't like the scrutiny and the freaking criticism that you're getting, just keep your mouth shut and keep it to yourself. Keep it with your inner circle. That is one of our biggest problems with our freaking um, uh, our fan base. A lot of y'all are already throwing Dak under the freaking bus. A lot of y'all just don't like Dak. I don't know where the hate's coming from. Are we going to forget there was a time when Romo had the same rocky start? Are we going to forget about that until he started being a top-notch quarterback? Are we going to forget? A lot of y'all sitting there saying that Dak Prescott is the worst thing we had. But Dak Prescott has done the most. You can compare his stats with Tony Romo. And they're almost either similar or just alike in some categories. Similar, just alike. You can just take the names off and you won't, you couldn't even tell which one was which. Do that Prescott have horrible games? Yes, he does. He's a human. 
for us as Cowboy Nation, sometimes our criticism is just too much. It is too much at times where we think that we know more about Dak Prescott and the plays he'd be getting and what we would have done if we was out there. Knowing now one of us have ever played either collegiate football or ever played as a quarterback. It is easy for us to sit there and say, well, he shouldn't have thrown that ball. He shouldn't have forced it. You don't know what's going on in that man's head when, he, when he's out on the field in the action of play. There's so many things that could be running through his mind that we don't even know. But all of a sudden, we're experts now. I won't say we, y'all think y'all experts. For Dak Prescott to even to be drafted to the Dallas Cowboys should tell y'all something. For him to back up Tony Romo should tell you something. For him to last this long should tell you something. For him to come back from a surgery where he literally broke his ankle and coming back the next year should tell you something. For him to come back from injury, the first game of the season, and for him to come back to give us a 12-5 and record, with the help of Rush, by the way, should tell you something. Now, I know he didn't come back with the Super Bowl championship, um, come back with the Super Bowl, but let's be clear and for real. The man is resilient. This man have put our team in positions where maybe seven years ago we wouldn't be be there. We wouldn't be in those positions. We probably would crap the bed, and y'all know it. Y'all know it. But see, that's one thing that I can't stand about Cowboy Nation. We we just quick to want to just crucify somebody when they do something we don't like. Rather than sitting back and analyzing the situation and understand that this man had put it on the field for us as well as for that star. This man literally got injured twice. And still he performed. He is doing as advertised. Now, don't get me wrong. For me, sitting there saying this, I'm not going to go on this this uh, diatribe of, oh, well, you know, of like, I'm a DAC apologist. No, no, no. I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm a football fan. I go by what I see. I go by what I know. And if somebody's performing, guess what? I'm going to defend that person. If they left the trail of great performances, guess what? That is going to be taken an, an account. I'm not, what have you done for me lately? We need to stop being like that. Because what have you done for me lately it's not enough. It should be, what have you been doing at this point to come 
you know, what have you been doing before this point? What have you contributed? What have you done? And see, these are things we need to start understanding. We can't let this one point, as a friend of mine would say, we can't let this uh-oh take away 10 data points. We cannot use this season right here, what happened, this game, and wipe away what that Prescott means to this damn team. And a lot of everybody was showing up with the means of, oh, what happened when Aaron Rodgers come? Oh, what happened if Tom Brady comes here? Oh, what about Lamar Jackson? Funny, ha, ha, you know, I, I get the joke. And a lot of people sitting there saying, well, I'm done with Dak Prescott. Then who you got? Cooper Rush? Don't get me wrong. Cooper Rush is a good quarterback. Not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Not a great quarterback. And if you um, listen to my previous, download my previous show last year where I talked about it. it I believe the title of the show was In Rush Retrust. I gave him his props. And a lot of y'all were sitting there saying, well, we should have him as a starting quarterback. Are you for real? One thing I can say that the groupies got right. We always jump up when we see something that glitters. And like that old saying goes, well, always glitter ain't always gold. And that's our biggest problem. I'm going to call it out like it is. When Cooper Rush was holding it down for that, as he's supposed to, as a backup, and y'all caught on to the FS1s and the freaking ESPN talking heads sitting there saying, well, he should be a starting quarterback, y'all fell for hook, line, and sinker. Listen to the Shea Sharps and listen to Skill Bayless and sitting there and listen to Shady McCoy who don't know his head from his freaking ass when he's sitting there saying Dak was ass. Dude, you was ass. A lot of the freaking Feagles fans don't even talk about you being one of the best damn running backs. He had the most easiest freaking career, um, what, easiest career after he started getting hurt because he rolled the bench. He rolled the bench two Super Bowls, ladies and gentlemen. And it wasn't with the Feagles, but he's loving the Feagles. I just don't get it with this freaking, with the players that play for the Feagles. How they still are loyal to an organization that literally kicked them to the curb, kicked them to the side. And they still are loyal to the organization. Like McNabb. McNabb literally got kicked to the freaking, at the time, the Washington Deadskins. So many players. And those are the biggest two that I can think of that are still loyal to that freaking organization, which blows my fucking mind. 
And neither one of them won a Super Bowl with them. McNabb had never won a damn Super Bowl, number one. Shady had to go to two other teams, ride the bench because he was already broken, to two Super Bowls. Man, I wish I had a career like that. <laughs> Just ride the bench to two Super Bowls. Hey, look, son, look what I did. And whatever the freaking Feagles, Ring of Honor, whatever bullshit they have, Shady ain't going to get recognized not even 20 years down the road. But enough about that. But y'all fell for it. You know who you are. You know where you was at when y'all was sitting there saying like Cooper Rush could be the he he would make a great starting quarterback. But then when we lost to freaking lost in freaking Philadelphia, lie y'all was screaming for Dak to come back. And even before that game, y'all was sitting there saying this is Cooper Rush's team. If Cooper Rush wins, they probably gonna keep him up in there longer. Are you serious? Do y'all even know what a definition of a backup is or what a backup is supposed to do? He holds it down until the starter gets healthy and gets ready to get back on the field. And once the starter is ready to get back on the field, then Cooper Rush, then the backup, relinquish his duties and give it back to the starter. But a lot of y'all fail to understand that. Which is sad. This is the biggest issues that I have with the Cowboy Nation. This is the issue that I have with y'all. The hate for Dak Prescott. Like, look, like I said, you're not going to have, not every game is going to be the greatest game of your life. But don't let that one game tarnish this game. Guys, this man's legacy for what he has done for this team thus far. Did he shit the bed the last game? Yes, he did. I'm not here to sit there and say that he, you know, it happens, you know. No, he shit the bed. But I'm not going to let that deter me of how great this, that how great Dak Prescott has been for this team. Now, Cowboy Nation, sit back before you start going going off, because you're probably already going off by listening to all the things I said thus far. But calm down. Sit down and listen and let's analyze what I'm saying. Has Dad Prescott done a lot for this organization to put in the situations? That has been. Really think about it. Has Dak Prescott stepped up in times where back in the day we would have crumbled? Think about it. Like literally think about it. Here's another thing. What other quarterback right now that's a free agency that could do at least half of what he's done for this team? And you cannot mention Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Lamar Jackson, 
or quarterbacks that are already with teams. I'm talking about quarterbacks that are in free agency and even the ones that are working on the streets right now. Name me one of those quarterbacks that could do half of what Dak Prescott has done for this organization. Time's up. You can't name one. Because they can't. It's easy. It's easy to sit there and say, well, you know, let's get rid of Dak Prescott. It's easy. It's easy to sit there and say what I'm saying because, you know, it's my free speech. It's easy to say. And I realize how stupid that sounds. But it's easy. When you don't take responsibility in the things that you don't do, you always say it is what it is because it's easy. We don't actually sit back and just be like, yo, maybe it's just me. I take ownership of this. But your excuse is it is what it is. Because it's easy. And the funny thing is, it's so easy, we don't even think about the solution to that problem. It's easy to sit there and say, let's do this. But what about the back end? Where's the solution? Who's going to be the person that's going to take to fill the shoes of Dak Prescott? And then also, do you really want to have all that debt money that we already paying him? That big-ass contract that he deserved? Do you really want that to go against our salary cap? One. And two, money that if he goes to a different team, that they're going to pay that burden? What other teams are going to say they're going to pay that, what, $58 million that's left on this contract? Who's going to eat that? Who's going to pay that? So for all y'all who don't like that, Prescott, guess what? We stuck with him. And I'm happy to say that we are stuck with him. Because he's done a lot for this damn organization. I don't think anybody, any quarterback out there has done as much as he's done. Let's be for real. Let's be clear and for real. There is no other quarterback that was in that draft that could have done as much as Dak Prescott has done. I still believe that Dak is still a gem. Now, it's a gem that need to still need to get polished, need to get rubbed, need to get taken care of. But he's beyond... He's beyond, he's all we got. He's beyond that. He is the man. The man that's in the man. Now, a lot of y'all going to sit there and say, well, okay, Morris, if Dak is not the issue, then what is? It's got to be Mike McCarthy. It can't be Mike McCarthy. And that's another one, too. This man been with this organization for three years. The first year, obviously, because of COVID. 
Dak gets hurt. Not a good season. But then this man had us winning. Back-to-back seasons. Something that Jason Gary, y'all remember him? Excuse me, couldn't have done. We only got eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. A winning season. Eight and eight. Bad season. Eight and eight. You hear what I'm saying, right? This man also done a lot with this organization. This man, I know for a fact, helped Dak Prescott to get to where he's at now. That Jason Garrett couldn't have done. And a lot of y'all are not giving them the credit that he deserved for him sticking with Cooper Rush, bringing Cooper Rush back to this team and helping him through his mechanics, helping him to make great decisions, well, good decisions, rational decisions for him to be four and one. But you, but see, y'all don't give credit to when credit is due. Every time Mike McCarthy in the loss, a lot of y'all sitting there saying, fire Mike McCarthy. Then who are you going to replace him with? Sean Payton? I'm here to tell y'all something. Sean Payton has never come to the Cowboys. And honestly, I don't want Sean Payton to come to the Cowboys. I did not like that offense that he had when he was on the Bill Parcells. Too conservative for me. He can stay over there with the Fox guys, NFL and Fox. He can stay over there. But I do not want him to be my Cowboys head coach. Because y'all actually see the season that he had with the freaking Saints. He barely built anything around Drew Brees. He wasted Drew Brees. Drew Brees was basically the whole damn team. Let's be clear and for real. Because if Sean Payton was that good of a coach, he probably would have already won at least at least two more Super Bowls with the Saints. But he didn't. They literally wasted Breeze. Breeze was the team. Name me any player that left that Saints organization there are big names now. I wait. Teams that, players that came from that Saints Super Bowl team. The year after, the seasons after. Marcus Colson, who's he? Because Marcus Colson, he was balling. But after that, what else did you hear? Breeze was that team. Unless you was a Saints fan, you're going to name so many players. But if Sean Payne was this great coach, you think he would have won more than just one Super Bowl? And I think that was his first or second year. He won a Super Bowl. 
And not to mention, did he have a defense that defensive coordinator, hired a defensive coordinator that had bounties on players' heads? So you want that to come to the Cowboys. See, we we like I said, we love the things that glitter. And thinking that is gold. And I'm here to tell you, it is not. It is not. Like, y'all really, y'all really have to, like, think about the things that y'all be saying. Like, for real. Sean Payton is not going to solve. Like, this one person, he said that he just put on his Instagram. Well, you know, if Sean Payton was here, we wouldn't be going through these problem issues. And I put... And I usually don't comment on Instagram um, profiles, but I decided to, to do it. And I'm shocked that I didn't get no reply or anything like that, which is great. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I do get down with a little bit of back and forth on Instagram. But anyways, I literally put, I'm paraphrasing that, number one, like I started, started off with this, Sean Payton's never come to Dallas. And number two, he's not going to solve any of, the, of these damn problems. Because I'm literally going to tell y'all, Sean Payton is not going to sit there and listen to Jerry Jones. And you know what happens to head coaches that don't listen to Jerry Jones. You think Jerry Jones is going to have Sean Payton there even though Sean Payton was there before? Think about it, y'all. Think about this. Y'all want Sean Payton so much. Here's a history lesson for y'all. He left us like that. By step of a finger, when the freaking um, New Orleans job became open, he didn't want to say he left. He tipped his ball and he went to freaking the Saints. And a lot of y'all said, well, it's a head coaching job. It's a head coaching job. But you're not understanding the loyalty that he had with that team, with us. If he really cared about us and he wanted to come back. He's not going to come back to us. He's not. And honestly, I'm not going to waste no sleep on it. And furthermore, this man is not going to solve all the problems that we have with this team. And honestly, I don't even think that Sean Payton want to have the, don't even want to burden the issues and problems that we have with this organization. And I don't blame him. I guarantee you, he just marked the places that he wanted to go, and Dallas was probably not his top 20. Period. Period. He's not going to solve our problems. Now, with all that being said, I'm not going to say better luck next year. I'm I'm not. I'm not going to say that because, number one, it's unfair. Number two, I'm sick and tired of saying that. And three, Mike McCarthy is a great coach. Do I agree with 
half of his play calling, his decision, all that stuff. Yes. But I'm not going to forget what this man have done for this team. He have shaped this team into a contender. I would say contender when it comes to seasonal play. But in the playoffs, yes, it needs work. A lot of work. But I think the biggest Achilles heel with uh, with Mike McCarthy, he put too much trust in his coordinators. He is too laissez-faire, as they would say in French, meaning hands-off when it comes to the play calling and planning, it seems to me. And I'm I'm trying to figure out for him being the head coach, do he actually does he actually put his touches in the, the planning? Because I think he just had too much trust in his court uh, coordinators. And this goes for Dan Quinn too. But see, people, y'all don't think further than that. Y'all think it's just all Mike McCarthy. It's not all him. Yes, the buck stops with him. But when you have plays, which I'm going to get to the offense. But when you got plays, offense or defense, and they go off like that, it should make you think like, yo, did he think this through? Or did he just allow his coordinators just to be, he got that much trust in his coordinators that they can be able to take care of it. I think Mike McCartney need to take more of the reins of his coaching staff. He needs to be more hands-on. He needs to be more firm when it comes to the game plan, and the adjustments that goes within the games. But other than that, the man gave us a two, se- two winning seasons back-to-back. Now, one thing I can relate to this is Jimmy Johnson. Look at Jimmy Johnson. Look at how he started when he first got with the team. You really have to, I mean, y'all really have to think about that. Jimmy Johnson, when he first got with the team, he wasn't just already jumping in and and winning freaking Super Bowls, it took them a while. They had us first season, it was terrible. Next season, they picked it up. The next season, Super Bowl, I could be wrong, but I know for a fact you have to start somewhere. You have to have a foundation. And that's the one thing I can relate these past three seasons. But we are so in a rush. Uh, we want a Super Bowl now. We want a Super Bowl now that we're not trusting trusting the process. 
And with trusting the process, you're going to have turbulence. You're going to have issues. You're going to have trouble along the way. Who says trust the process is supposed to be a smooth road? Or, or, or smooth sailing ahead? Because even a well-organized plan still will have its problems. That's why you adjust. And that's why I am not, and this man is three seasons in with us. This is why I'm not saying we should fire this man. For what? Because he didn't give us a Super Bowl? Calm down. Calm down. Some of y'all really have to understand the things that, that really do be coming out of John Miles' like. Y'all really have to like sit down and be like, yo, did I say that? Did I say that? And realize, number one, Sean Payton's not going to come to Dallas, number one. Think of any other head coach that would have done, that would have done the most for this team. Really think about it. What coach right now that does not have a job? Not coaches that are already, you know, that's already got the got jobs on teams. I'm talking about name any head coach right now that's sitting at home would have done as much as what Mike McCarthy did. And see, this is where we need to be grateful for the things that we have and see what we got. And be blessed about it. Be happy about it. Like your wife may not look like wife or wife or husband may not look like freaking good looking as Jamie Foxx or look as great as freaking Summer Hayek. But guess what? They've been with you through thick and thin. They love you unconditionally. They always... Put a smile on your face. They make you feel comfortable in your own shoes. But most of all, they bend over backwards to make you happy. And a lot of y'all know what I'm talking about. That been in marriages for over 10 years. And you grow, not even grow to love them. You are, first of all, you already love them, love at first sight. But you realize you have to sit back and you have to look at your significant other and just be like, damn, you, you was there for me through the good times, the bad times and all that stuff. And what I'm trying to say is, it's not always about championships, It's about the foundation and building upon that foundation. Seeing how far you have gotten. You don't think that when you do your job that you don't sit back and just be like, I did that. And remember where it all began. 
Now, granted, your job may not be recognized by, like, your whole section or wherever you work at, or even the boss doesn't recognize, but guess what? You did that. You could be proud for yourself and see the accolades that you have done, even though nobody else is praising it. Guess what? You did that. They have gotten you to the point that where you are at now. And that's what y'all need to see with what Mike McCarthy has done. The foundation has been built. Now it's time to build upon it. But let's appreciate the foundation and what we have already started to build upon it. Start to appreciate it. Because when eventually when we win a Super Bowl, we can look back at how this all got started. And where were you when it was happening? Stop worrying about right now, right now. Look at how we got to right now. Because right now just doesn't happen right now. You need to start somewhere. You need to leave a trail. You need to leave a legacy so that when you can look back on it, you can be like, yo, I did that. When nobody else believed in me, I believed in me. Even for those that do appreciate that person believed in me, that person believed in me. It wasn't bubblegum, sun's roses, blue skies all the time. It rained, it snowed, it stormed. People abandoned me. I even hated myself, but guess what? I picked myself up. I kept on doing the job, and here I am. I even given up on myself, and but guess what? I found that confidence and put it in another gear, and I kept going. And that's what Mike McCarthy's done. And Cowboy Nation, y'all have to see that. Stop having these knee-jerk reactions when something does not go our way. Stop it. Like I said, as much as this show is not about the groupies, they do got a point when they say we can be obnoxious at the time. And that's what I'm talking about. Stop having this knee-jerk reaction and realize that this man has done a great damn job with this franchise, with this organization. It's not always about getting the Super Bowl championships. It's seeing the foundation and seeing the work on that foundation. A house is not built in a freaking day, just like Rome wasn't built in a day. It took time. I could give a damn about this window open and all that stuff. That's that talking point bullshit. Or strike the pan when it's hot. I'm not all for that bullshit. I'd rather have a strong foundation and build upon that foundation rather than getting that one quick 
that one quick hit, as they would say in the drug game. Get that one quick hit. Do you want longevity or do you want right now? As much as I love Hot Pockets, I want to put, you know, you put it in the microwave, you, you put it up in there for two minutes and you enjoy it. But then you want more. Because you don't want to cook. So now you got to go back in the refrigerator and you got to put it up in the freaking microwave for another freaking two minutes. Or do you want longevity? Will you actually cook for yourself no matter what it is? I'm going to use ribs, for example. You marinate the ribs overnight. You cook it the next day for two hours and 30 minutes. And you sit back and you just enjoy every morsel. You enjoy the juiciness of that rib with the great barbecue sauce with your Coca-Cola on the side. And you're just sitting there and just enjoying every bite. So let me ask you again. Do you want the right now, that hot pocket that you can put in for two minutes? Or you want that longevity and have those ribs, nice, tender, juicy, meat off the bone ribs. You tell me. I like longevity. Building the foundation. I just don't, I don't want to win one Super Bowl. I want to win a multitude of Super Bowls. I just don't want to be the contender every year for a Super Bowl. I want us to be gatekeeping the NFC championship game. That people have to go through us to make it to the Super Bowl. That's what I want. I just don't want to don't want to say that we won a Super Bowl this one year and the next year we got nothing to show for it. I.e. the Rams. I want longevity. I want to still have the same players that won the Super Bowl the year before to be on our team from seasons to come. From season after season after season. Look at the Patriots. Look at us back in the day. It wasn't get this person that's on free agency so we can win a Super Bowl and then next thing you know, they're gone or retired. Or they get hurt. You want people to be in that organization that knows the system. That's a homer. That is loyal to the team. Not just some hot free agent that we just signed just to win a damn championship. And do nothing the next year. The Jimmy Johnson philosophy. And that's what Mike McCarthy is building, if you like it or not. You don't have to like it, but you're going to learn to love it. Period. Period. 
which lead me to saying this. And a lot of y'all not going to like it, but honestly, I don't give a damn. As much as we love to criticize Jerry Jones and say that he need to fire himself and put in another general manager, we need to stop using the excuse of blaming Jerry Jones for everything. Now, trust me, there's a lot of things that he said where you just be like, Jerry, you should have just kept that to yourself. And then also that picture of him uh, as a young kid at that rally to, you know, yelling at the black kids going into that school. Here's my thought on that. Have y'all ever had a picture where you was in a very compromising position or an event? I put you like this. Fellas, you understand. Have you ever been in a picture or caught in a picture where you didn't realize that, oh, yeah, my girlfriend ain't gonna like that. Y'all remember those? Where she's like, uh, I see you in this picture with this one girl. What's up with that? And you don't even know? Or realize, oh, I didn't know you didn't like her in those compromising positions. That's what I see with the Jerry Jones picture. Because a lot of people go to this and say, well, Jerry Jones, you're racist. He was there. He was there. Yes. Yeah, look, once again, it's easy. It's easy to say that he was there. It's, it's, it's easy. But you don't know. Second of all, does this man have a trail of being racist? And see, like I always say, I'm for cancel culture. I believe people that has a track record of being racist and doing dumb shit and saying dumb shit should lose everything. But if for some reason they don't have a track record and they learn from their mistakes, leave it alone. Was I mad when Jerry Jones sit there saying his boys ain't going to take a knee? Total line. I criticize them on this show. Go back to all my shows. I criticize the Cowboy team. I say they all a bunch of coons. They scared. Because they want to continue to get that check. They don't want to be kicked off the team. You can go back to each and every one of my shows when I talk about it. And I still stand by it. But for this case right here. I don't consider Jerry Jones a racist. He should not be. That's the majority of the group he's saying, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all got a racist as a freaking good, uh, a good back. With majority, um, I won't say majority, where you got some owners out there that be saying some racial re remarks that been caught on the freaking tape, caught on camera. You got some freaking owners that don't know how to respect women. You got a lot of the freaking uh, owners that don't want to hire a black head coach. We ain't, oh, so we're not going to have that conversation? And nine times out of ten, it's probably your team's owner that y'all need to be worried about. Don't worry about ours. 
funny how people just want to throw their insecurities on you. But what's going on in your glass house, sir? Ma'am? Miss? Mister? What's going on in your nick of the woods? Don't try and come over here and, and tell us how we should should be. How you doing? So, stop it with, oh, with this picture that Jerry Jones was there. You wasn't there. He was. He All he knew, he knows what he was doing there. We could just speculate. Who knows? Maybe somebody pull him to a side and be like, yo, man, you know what you're doing is wrong. See, these are things, the fact that we don't know nothing about. And that's why we should not jump to conclusions at all until we get the full details and context. Rather than just jumping the gun. Period. Period. So, I just went on a rant there, but, <laughs> but I want to say this. For Jerry Jones, I think Jerry Jones has done enough. I think he's done enough to the point where we need to stop buying, getting these players for cheap. Like Curse, soon to be T.Y. Hilton, uh, Anthony Barr, all, all the um, Fowler, all these players that are Dan Quinn guys that we just getting on the cheap. Is going eventually going to. It's eventually going to backfire on us because, let's say, eventually we win a Super Bowl with these guys on the team, they're going to want to get paid. They're going to want to get paid. And we need to stop being so damn cheap. We need to stop. I'm all about in-house. What do we have in-house? We need to start looking more at our practice squads, our freaking backups, and start working with them. If you really want to save money, work in-house. Don't sit there and try to get all these uh, these veterans off the street just for you to save money. If you really want to save money, get the guys that's already on payroll, that's already on the team. Like, we really need to start looking within our organization, should look within our freaking depth charts our rosters because you never know we probably got 
gems right now on the practice squads that these freaking assistant coordinators can work with to improve, to make them better than what they are, get them into the scheme, and let's see what happens. Rather than wasting our money and going on the cheap, getting free agents. Now, I'm not opposed to that. But here is my other side to it. It is this. Only time you should go to free agency is when you cannot tell that one player from your freaking practice squad how to do this play. Or if that sister coordinator can't teach him, then you should get a free agent. But it also, it says a lot about that assistant coach training them up. That means you're not doing your job. Why are you on the payroll? Why are we paying you? And Jerry Jones, as well as Stephen Jones, I forgot to mention Stephen Jones. If they really want to save money because they're conservative, heaven forbid, you know how conservatives are, but If they really want to save money and have enough money for the salary cap so we can really go into draft and draft the needs that we want rather than the things that look so nice we need to get it before other teams get get them, look within the organization. Why hire a new employee when you already had an employee working in that section doing the same exact job. Why look anywhere else? For me, that saves money. That gives us enough more money in the cap to get more people in the draft. We can give away a lot more freaking draft picks. I know we got a lot of um, draft picks that we can give, you know, to to teams, negotiate with teams. And like I said, indeed, you got the salary cap. So now when you go into free agency, if you want somebody you want for, you know, yeah, if you still want to do the same philosophy, give them on cheap. Now you got more money on the back end to pay them to stay. That if you can't find somebody and train anybody up that's on your practice squad. Does it sound simple? Maybe it does. But I'm just putting a suggestion out there. I just say look within. Look internal. Train them up. Move them up. Get them in the scheme. And if they don't work, then you go to free agency and, and you got enough money in the salary cap if they turn out to be great. That's all I'm saying, folks. But we need to stop criticizing Jerry Jones. Stop it. Jerry Jones has done a lot for this organization, even though he still haven't put in Jimmy Johnson in the ring ring of honor. He needs to. I, I believe this team is cursed because of it. And Jerry Jones, hopefully this loss, realize it. 
and that he's thinking like, I need to stop bullshitting. Let's get Jimmy Johnson into the ring of honor. And I'm telling y'all, we need to start like a campaign or something to get this man the ring of honor. And when we do that, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, you can fast forward to this part. I promise you. It will be like a that one fart that you're trying to get out, but you're nervous. You don't know if it's if it's a if it's gas or if it's gonna be a turd that comes out. But still, I'm telling you, it's gonna feel like a that one fart, and it's gonna feel so good that everybody that keep on saying the cowboys, you know what's gonna happen with them. Finally, get over the hump. Jerry Jones needs to make amends with Jimmy Johnson. And finally, put him in the ring of honor. And y'all can remember this show that Morris, Alamante, Morris, said it. And I'm going to uh, leave it like this. Cowboy Nation, don't take this as me. Excuse me, pointing the finger at you. This is just the gripes that I have with our nation. We need to get together. We're the most diehard fan base out there. I put our fan base to any other fan base and we will blow their ass out the water when it comes to loyalty in the team. Every Sunday, we put on our Lucky Cowboy flip-flops, our Lucky Cowboy jersey. You know, we get the beers out, we get the friends out, even if they are opposing teams. We are part of a lot of Cowboy uh, social media groups. Some got uh, groups out there in person where they all travel to games. Fan clubs. I mean, you name it. We even got our favorite cowboy YouTubers and shows and stuff that we watch and we listen to them before we even listen to everybody on FS1 and ESPN because they don't give it to us straight. Those YouTubers give it to us straight. I can name Law, Mark Holmes, um, Lombardi, um, Lombardi, um, AZ Dallas. I think that's what it is. And then you got my boy... Um, Cowboy West Coast, West Coast Cowboy. That's the name of you. But we have to start appreciating what we got. And don't let nobody outside this nation deter us. Tell us how we should be, how we should be humble, and how we sh- we're we so asinine. Well, guess what? We're asinine, and so be it. We're not like any other freaking organization that roots and chants for their team and want to fight them, fight anybody that says something about our team. We are like any other fan base, but we're better, a lot better. We're a lot classier. 
We don't go out trying to fight people like the Feagles fans try to, to do with any other fans and all that stuff. We're the most classy fans that are out there, respectable, loyal. And if we are obnoxious to any other fan base, then so be it. That's how we like it. Because majority of those groupies have two teams anyway. A lot of us are Cowboys fans through and through. We don't have a secondary team. What's a secondary team? Never heard of her or him. You rep that star each and every day. But we need to start appreciating that star in this organization and where and how far we have come. Appreciate the foundation that has already been built and building upon that foundation and what we have. Start to appreciate that. Is this going, is this loss hurting? Yes, it hurts. It does. Some of us is very numbing because it's, it's what we expect every year. But Realize how far we come. Appreciate it. Sit back and understand that. And once you understand that, I promise, I promise you, you're going to be all right. But I'm still waiting when Jerry Jones finally put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor and the curse of J.J. is lifted. And ladies and gentlemen, that would do it for me. My very first show in 2023. Can I get a round of applause, please? Yes, sir, Bob. I think I deserve it. Hopefully, I can get more um, content, much, much more, just like this. Uh, but once again, always, Cowboy, you know me. How about them? We still them boys. And Feagles, you will lose to San Fran. Cannot wait. But other than that, I have been your host, Donna Alamonte Morris. It's been real. I love each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for downloading the show when y'all did. If y'all still download the show, thank you so very, very much. More to come. Catch y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.